Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another week, another episode of the Chocolate Puma Podcast. It is I, your boy, the Chocolate Puma, back giving you, 20 Listener Nation, what you need. And uh, it's been it's been a week, not as bad as last week, you know, no interactions, no attempted coups this week. Um, so, you know, that's good. Uh, we do still have the fallout. And uh, I'm going to start off with a little bit of fun here. I got to say, one of the best things that has happened from the coup is seeing the uh, no-fly list videos. If you, ha if you have a moment, just, you know, hashtag no-fly list and watch these people who for years have subjected brown people to, you know, wild discrimination. Uh, being added to no-fly list, reporting them for being terrorists and all that kind of shit. Um, being told that they're now on the no-fly list and they got to find another way home is fantastic. Oh, my God. There was one video where a guy is uh, getting drug away from uh, the ticket counter and security's got him on the ground and he's screaming at the top of his lungs, hey, stop it, you're treating me like a black person. And to that I say, I, I just wish somebody had just got down, you know, eye level with him and said, no, Johnny boy, what? I, and I'm giving him the name John, so no disrespect to any Johns that might be listening. Uh, J Johnny boy, what, what do you mean that you're treating me like a black person? Are, are you saying that things aren't equitable? in this country? Huh. And that's um. Ah. So that that's been very fun. Also quite infuriating actually. Um so the young gentleman who was rocking the horns in the state capitol was arrested and <laughs> apparently his mom goes on the TV and she's complaining that he's not eating because they won't give him an organic diet. And to that I say, fuck that, yo. This guy tried to lead an armed insurrection of the United States of America. Who gives a shit about his dietary restrictions? I know I don't. I remember a few years ago, there was, a, I believe, a Jewish gentleman or a Muslim. I can't remember the details. Uh, I'm flying off the cuff here this week, folks. Um, but basically, uh, religious restrictions prevented this man from eating pork. And he was fed pork while he was in a uh, lockup and basically was told like, oh, well, shouldn't be in lockup. So if that's the case, fuck this kid and he better sit down and eat his damn peanut butter and jelly sandwich that they give him. Anyway, on to some other things. I'm gonna do a little bit of sports ball talk here. So my Chicago Bears, let me just go ahead and start this off here from the beginning. Earlier this summer, getting a lot of shit from my coworkers who are all Detroit Lions fans, and I tell them, you know, this team is going to be Aiden 8, and I'll tell you exactly how the season's going to play out. We're going to go out to a hot start, and then from there, we're going to go into a deep low that's going to drive me into a deep depression. And then we're going to finish off strong so we're just outside the lottery and we won't get any game changers in the draft in the first round. 
what happened? We started off five and one. I'm a, I'm high on the hog at this point. And then we lose, I believe it was six straight. And then we come out and we win three of the last four to finish at what? That's right, eight and eight. And because the Arizona Cardinals struggled down the stretch, we somehow ended up in the playoffs. So I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe this, maybe, just maybe, we are going to have a miracle. Nope. Got on national TV and laid a goddamn egg. That's right. Defense didn't play bad, you know, despite Chuck Pagano, you know, calling some pretty, well, some fairly predictable uh, schemes. They held the Saints to 21 points. Um, and I will say that I do feel bad for, like, Khalil Mack. Um, man, he is a monster. He's getting double, triple team, and he's still making an impact on the game. And then the offense comes out, and they just lay an egg. I mean, just lay an egg. I don't know what the hell these play calls are. They're out there doing these dumb little bubble screens. They're out here just running the ball just straight up the gut. No, nothing off to the side, nothing off tackle. It's like, what the hell is going on here? And then, instead of, I don't know, it might be time for a culture change. It might be time to, you know, get a new coach. Because, I mean, who wants to just be mediocre? Yep, must be the Bears. Because, apparently... Matt Nagy is coming back, and the only problem with this team was, quote, quarterback play has to improve. Well, no shit, but also everything culture-wise has to improve. In fact, I texted my boss after the game, and I said, I want everybody fired. I want the coach fired. I want the trainers fired. I want the coordinators fired. I want the guy that brings the sandwiches to the meetings fired. Complete overhaul of the damn franchise Woo! all right i am a little bit heated now so i'll keep it on the football uh we got lamar jackson out here and i noticed something in the way things were reported in the baltimore ravens game as opposed to some of the other games with younger quarterbacks whole the whole narrative with lamar jackson was will he finally win a playoff game Will he finally win a playoff game? Lamar Jackson is in his third year in the league. Lamar Jackson was the MVP last year. Lamar Jackson is not even 25 years old yet. Don't you think it's just a touch early to give him the label of guy who can't win a playoff game just yet? Especially when the other side had, let's see, that was Josh Allen who, by all accounts, nice guy. My problem with Josh Allen is the way he's covered and the way he's uh, kind of coddled almost by uh, media and fans alike. Um, he'd never won a playoff game. Yet, here we are. Only one who had the, had the burden of guy who's never won a playoff game, the black quarterback. That's right. I'm going to, I'm going back to my black quarterback agenda because there's there's two different sets of rules, okay? You got Josh Allen drafted the same year. You got Baker Mayfield drafted the same year. 
None of them have had the seasons that Lamar Jackson had. None of them has had the individual success. And yet, the only one, the only one who has the burden of guy who can't win a playoff game, Lamar Jackson. Now, what's the difference? Hmm. Can't quite, can't quite put my finger on it. And of course, this week, it's going to be Buffalo versus Baltimore. So if you are a fan of Lamar Jackson, I'm going to warn you right now, please stay off uh, the social medias, the Twitters, the Facebooks. You might even want to avoid national coverage of the games because, buddy, all the dog whistles are going to be out. You're going to use all, hear all the Josh Allen is... Uh, you know, he's just a gamer. He's he's a gritty guy. He's like a coach on the field. And then you'll hear a lot of talk about Lamar Jackson just basically being an athlete with no mental aptitude for any of the success that he has on the field. It is going to be infuriating. I can guarantee it. I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it right now. I've seen this for years. <sighs> but on that note, talk about the national championship game in the weirdest college football season ever. So, first off, I think it was a miracle that we even completed this college football season. I did not think there should be a season. I think it was probably morally reprehensible, actually, to ask guys who you're not paying, and I'm not I'm not going to consider a scholarship payment for the money that these guys bring in, okay? There, those are slave wages. Then, if that's if you're going to consider that payment, um, these guys who we don't know the long term ramifications of COVID, we don't. Uh, and so many programs had to like skip games, miss games, reschedule games, um, and we we don't know what's going to happen to these guys long term. Um, from getting COVID. So, I mean, I hope, I hope that nothing happens. I hope that they're all, um, you know, they remain healthy. Uh, hadn't seen too many cases where, at least where they're talking about, you know, uh, guys having some of the ramifications that come from COVID, your myocarditis, um, decreased mental capacities and things of that nature. There have been some, but not as many as I thought there would be. So that's good. Um, Alabama and Ohio State who boy did Ohio State work hard to get there <laughs> not just on the field they were out there with petitions and campaigns and uh, they just had to get out there and they fought so hard just to get the brakes beat off of them by Alabama oh god damn that Alabama team is good okay Alabama is so good that their best wide receiver was Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle got hurt early in the season. The guy who came in and replaced him won the Heisman, set SEC records for receiving yards, set SEC records for receiving touchdowns. How loaded are you that that guy began the season as a second option? Then you've got Jalen Waddle buddy 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 he needed somebody to pull him to the side and say hey 
you're too close to this money, man. You shouldn't have been out there. He's out there trying to game it out on a broken ankle in an instance when they didn't even need him at all. Alabama was going to win whether Jalen Waddle laced them up or not. And I really do wish that the coach, the offensive coordinator, if these are their kids, if these are their guys that they love so much that they tell us all the time, oh, I love my guys. I, I treated, they're all my children. I wish somebody had treated him like that was their son, pulled him to the side and said, I can respect you wanting to come out here and game it out and be with the guys, but buddy, you're not up to it yet. And you're not going to risk your future in a game that's ultimately, I mean, you're not going to have an impact on this game, period. Devontae Smith went out, got 12 catches over 200 yards and three touchdowns in the first half alone. And Jalen Waddle had, I believe, three catches for 45 yards. So, I mean, it's like, okay, you you didn't change the game one way or the other, and they should have taken him out much earlier. Frankly, he shouldn't have even been allowed to play. They saw him practice. They knew what was up. But, hey, college football, they go get that money. They go keep it rolling. Woo! I guess I'll go ahead and end up with, this has been a real heavy sports ball episode. I'm sorry to some of y'all who don't really listen to the, like the sports ball. That's fine. Next week, I'm going to try to have a little bit, something a little bit more diverse for you. Um, Kyrie Irving is, man, he is wild. <laughs> okay, so first off, he takes some games off because, you know, he needed mental health day. I get it. I respect that, actually. Um, I, he just did not want to play with everything going on in the country. I, I get it. I dig it. I think that it needs to be done more often. As Marshawn Lynch said, you need to take care of your mentals, take care of your chickens. So if you need a break, by all means, take it. But then what makes it worse, this is the Kyrie conundrum, because he'll make a good point and then he'll go and do something very Kyrie-like. And then that just like throws all the credibility out the window. So then he's uh, videotaped at a birthday party with no mass, no distancing or anything. And it's like, buddy, come on. Like we were we were just praising you. Like why are you doing this to us, man? Like seriously, Kyrie. Like I don't know what this guy's deal is. He's obviously one of the the most electric talents in the NBA. He is a fantastic scorer. By all means, he appears to be a very popular guy with his teammates, but I would not be cool with, if you're going to take time off, take time off, fine. Don't put me at risk for catching COVID, <laughs> period. I yell at coworkers about this shit. Like, don't come up on me. Like, put your damn mask on. Distance, period. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I do not care that he's missing games. Um, I, like I said earlier, I think it's good. I think it's good he's taking care of his mental. But he's got he's got to be more responsible. Got to be more responsible. That this is absolutely ridiculous. Like you, <laughs> you're an adult, Kyrie. You're not some dumb kid who just made a one-time mistake. Like no, no, no. 
okay take it seriously wear the mask keep your distance and hopefully we'll get through this thing i swear we're, we're never gonna get through this thing because of just little attitudes like that and i get that it's hard i do but man i haven't seen my mother I, I go back to this all the time when people complain about, oh, I can't go get a beer. Oh, I can't. Blah, 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 blah. Don't care. I haven't seen my mom in over a year. I haven't seen my sister in over a year and a half um, because we, we can't right now. OK. It's a short term sacrifice for the long term good. Like, I don't understand how this is like difficult. And I have no idea how I came from Kyrie Irving to a speech on COVID, but damn it, that's where we are. Okay. I think I have rambled on incoherently enough. Um, I want you all to take it easy. I want you all to unplug if you need to, because there's a lot of gaslighting. There's a lot of people basically spitting in your face and telling you it's rain, okay? But damn it, keep your mentals, unplug if you have to, take care of each other, love each other. And until next week, I'm signing off. Peace.